Hello, and welcome to the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be going over some recent market trends and then some general themes and ideas to follow when going through selling and buying in the real estate market, primarily focused around residential properties. So taking a look at the current housing market right now, as reported by Redfin.com, the average median sales price right now is up 3% year over year at $420,000. The number of homes sold in the U.S. is down 14.5% year over year with 475,000 homes sold thus far. The number of newly listed homes in 2023 is down 13.3% year over year, sitting at 536,000 newly listed homes. And like spoken about in prior podcasts, what's the reason for that right there? The reason is a lot of sellers don't want to list their home for sale because most of them over the previous couple of years have got locked in at super low interest rates in the twos, threes, and fours. Therefore, they want to stay and keep those interest rates and those mortgage payments right there. Um, Some other data, um, probably my favorite piece of data, just because of how how outstanding it is from the perspective of how fast prices can rise and go up is the average home buyer's housing payment. First off, it's up 13.9% year over year um, as the week September 10th finished at 2632, meaning the average housing payment in this country was $2,632. That's up from $2,200 a year ago. That's up from being at just under $1,700 in 2021. And in 2020, at this time, the average housing payment was only about $1,400. So that always blows my mind just, just because of how fast the average person's mortgage payment has basically doubled since 2020. Um, you, you can call it inflation. You can call it based on different market factors, different reasons. There's, there's a lot that could be unpacked in there. But at the end of the day, in 2020, the average housing payment was $1,400. Today, it's $2,600. So that is a big cost right there to families, to buyers, to you name it right there. That is one of those data pieces that is always very, very surprising to me. Um, now, with all that being said, as we look at buying and selling in the U.S. housing market, there's certain questions and there's certain perspectives that you want to take. So if we're looking at selling and you're somebody who wants to consider selling your house at this point right now, there's, there's definitely some factors that you want to look at. There's definitely some factors that you want to consider because the first and foremost thing is if you're a seller, you want to sell to try and get the highest price point possible because you want to make as much money as possible. So how do you do this? How do you go about this? 
One of the things that I recommend to clients is we want to make sure that when we're listing your house for sale, we have the best photos, drone shots, and videos available. We want to make sure this also includes floor layout so that when customers and real estate agents and realtors are searching for properties, what catches their attention the most about your property is that your photos, your drone shots, your videos, all of those things pop and stand out. You don't want to send somebody in that's just using an iPhone camera or not really doing a good job of taking the photos. You want to send in a professional that really knows how to capture the best angles of your home so that when consumers are searching for properties, yours really stands out for stands out to them. Um, the next thing is you probably want to consider some sort of social media campaign, meaning that your real estate agent, that realtor's company, has some sort of social media presence to get more people's views on your property. So is it completely necessary? No, not necessarily. But does it help and give you an advantage to getting the highest price point possible? It definitely does because the more people know about your property that's for sale, the better the chances are that it's going to be sold. Um, the next thing is, if you're going for the highest price point possible, it does not necessarily mean you're going to get it. So if the average townhome in your neighborhood has sold for $500,000, that was the highest price in your neighborhood, was a, a townhome sold for $500,000 two months ago. Ideally, I would encourage my clients to list their townhome in that neighborhood for $500,000. If you start getting some showings, people start showing up and looking at the townhome, I'd keep it at that price point for a little while. If you list it for $500,000 and not a person comes through that front door to view that home in the first couple of weeks, well, you start to reel the line back in. Then you drop the price to $495,000. If no one shows up after a week or two, you know that you're overpriced. Reduce that price then to $489,000. Now, if you start getting some showings and people start coming through the door, now you understand that there's some interest from the market and you can keep that price there for a little while. But the idea is cast that line out as far as possible to where the highest comparable properties have listed and then begin reeling that line in if you're not getting the attention that you want. Um, recently, um, I had a house go under contract um, outside the Orlando area um, for $299,000. Uh, that The highest price point basically in that area had been for $300,000. So we went right after that price point there. And after a couple weeks, um, probably about... 30 days, we um, we had somebody come in and buy the house at that high price point of uh, $300,000. But we had some really good photos. Um, we had some good videos. We had it up on social media. We had it up on the MLS. And um, the client whose house that was is very happy um, at that price that he's getting. Now, knock on wood, you know, we got to get through the inspection, the appraisal, some other things that are out there. But right now that ship's sailing in a good direction. So now we kind of went over through some, through some stuff for sellers, but if you're a buyer 
and, and you're somebody that's looking to buy in this market, and it's a it's it's a more difficult market to buy in right now because interest rates are higher, prices are up a little bit higher, and it's a tougher payment to make. So if you're looking to buy in this market, what what are some things you want to look at? What are some stuff that you want to go after? Well, for one, the, the name of the game right now is interest rates. So when you take a look at interest rates, one of the things I recommend to clients is that we shop interest rates. So if we're going through one of our lenders, we ask them for different options that they have with interest rates. If the average interest rate right now is 7.2%, one of the questions you want to ask a lender is, you know, what can you do? Can you get me to 6.5? Can you get me to 6%? Um, What kind of options do we have? And a lot of lenders have a lot of different creative ways that they can help you with interest rates. So that's one of the things you want to do is you want to shop interest rates. Also, when you look at builders, um, different new home construction builders, one of the things that they have the ability to do is they have the ability to buy down your interest rate. Um, I helped a customer recently get into a home at an interest rate of 4.99, which represents hundreds of dollars of savings on a monthly payment because that interest rate is so relatively low compared to the average interest rate that buyers are getting right now. So um, having the ability to shop interest rates, ask lenders to work on your behalf, and also to go to new home construction neighborhoods and see what could the builder provide for you and your situation there helps you get into the market, um, helps you get into a house at a good interest rate. Um, Prices. Prices are very high right now. So what what do you do from a price perspective? One of the first and foremost things is negotiate. If if you find a house that you really want and it's listed for $400,000, well, there's nothing wrong with asking for three seventy five. dollars There's nothing wrong with um, trying to negotiate that price down. Um, again, I, ha- I had another client. Um, he's a he, He's a pilot. And uh, we, we had found him a house that he wanted, a um, three-bedroom, three-bathroom house located in a very desirable section of town, um, right right near a, a lot of new restaurants, um, so, some really nice new shopping centers. And um, the, the price was $552,000 for this house. And um, we talked to the builder. We, we worked with the builder. And they were able to deduct uh, deduct about $25,000, $27,000 off the purchase price for the customer. So just making sure you, you go in and once you find a house that you like and it fits what, it, what, what you're looking for, then negotiating on that price right there. Um, closing costs are another thing. Um, a, a lot of times closing costs aren't negotiable. The average closing cost on a real estate deal is 3% of the purchase price. Sometimes just asking the sellers to cover that $15,000 or whatever it is, sometimes they'll do that. Sometimes a seller will meet you 50-50 and they'll cover half of the closing costs, especially with homes now starting to sit on the market a little bit longer. Some sellers get impatient and they'll, they'll, they'll just deduct those closing costs from the total purchase price for you. So, um, if you're in the secondary market, just asking the sellers to cover closing costs or negotiating those closing costs with the seller. If you're buying from a builder, it's the exact same thing. 
you know, asking the builder to cover closing costs, asking them to meet you halfway. In addition to that, sometimes even the lenders, the mortgage companies, sometimes they have the ability to work with you on closing costs. And again, being that closing costs are 3% of the total purchase price at that point right there, it, it really, it, I'd encourage you to really work on closing costs with whoever it is that you're buying from because it has such a profound impact on your bottom line and your financial situation. Um, another thing I have noted is looking for deals in the secondary market. Um, some, sometimes you'll come across sellers that are really looking to sell and they're trying to get out of a house for totally different financial situations. They might be they might have a ton of equity and they just want to capitalize on that. They might have a situation going on in their personal, their family life where they need to get out. So sometimes in the secondary market, you can find very good deals. You have to search a lot. You got to look around for them. But that's the power of having a good real estate agent, a good realtor, or or just having some friends or family that know what's going on in the real estate market. But on the secondary market, you can find a lot of good deals. I now have my second client that's doing something pretty interesting to help out their financial situation. Because again, because buying has gotten more expensive. Um, a couple months ago, I had a client who he bought a new home construction house. We got him a really good deal. And what he did was he just moved in one of his buddies into one of his bedrooms, three bedroom, three bathroom house. And um, his mortgage payment's about I want to say $2,000 a month. His buddy's paying about $700 a month. So realistically, he got a brand new house and he's only paying $1,300 a month for it because he moved in one of his close buddies into one of the rooms there. Um, now, I, I, uh, I'm in the process of selling a townhome to a gentleman who's having a family member move in. So we, we're getting his mortgage payment, I think, for about... $1,500. He's going to have a family member come in and pay $500 a month. So three bedroom, two bathroom, townhome, two stories. And, um, you know, he's, he's protecting himself in that way. And, and both parties whose members, whose family members are moving in with them, whose friend is moving in with them, they're also getting a really good deal as well too. So sometimes when you get yourself a decent sized house, if you have a trusted family member or a trusted friend and you move them in, now you're going to be building up equity and you're paying a lower cost on that monthly payment because you're doing something like that right there. Um, so kind of there's a lot of options to get creative through scenarios like that, but it's always worth something like that, keeping that on your mind there. The, the last thing I have noted down in regards to buying in this type of market is thinking long term. Where do you want to be? Um, if, if you're going to be, I mean, obviously how we started off this podcast was discussing how much mortgage payments have risen over the past few years. So if you're buying into the, into this type of market, then you really want to make sure that you, you have long-term thinking that's going on. You're buying into an area where you can see yourself for the next couple of years, where it's near, it's near an area you want to be in. The, the, the shopping, the dining, the food, the restaurants are where you want to be in. The schools are where you want to be around. Whatever it is that you're looking to do, you want to make sure that when you're buying, you have that long-term approach because eventually interest rates should go back down and you should be able to refinance and knock that payment down a whole bunch more. But 
Let's say you can't. Let's say interest rates stay up for a while and your payment's going to stay high for a little bit. Well, at least you moved into an area that you want to be and you're happy there rather than you just moved into somewhere somewhere quick and you kind of feel stuck there because it might not have been the area that you necessarily wanted to be in. So thinking from that perspective there really helps you in the buying process. Um, That's about it. That's about everything I got for this um, podcast update on current market data, current market conditions, um, different perspectives and philosophies to take in the selling process, in the buying process. So um, appreciate you coming on. You have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'll talk with you all soon.